today we're going to be discussing uh, grading. In the field of education, grading and testing and assessments are part of a teacher's responsibilities and the grading for equality. Uh, Feldman states about teachers, they are professionals and most responsible and most admittedly involved with grading out students and therefore are in the most powerful position to make grading practices equitable. Um, it is a topic that is discussed and debated on how best practices should be implemented to make sure that students all have a fair shot. I reached out to some educators in the school, school district that I've attended to get their perspective on grading. We also discussed how they grade, why they use grading, and what kind of grading systems and assessments they use in their classrooms. Um, the interviews that I conducted were very informative on assessment that happened in the classroom as well as learning how teachers feel about giving students assessments. Um, in the podcast, you're going to learn about grading practices and implementation through the educator I talked to. This teacher is currently a second grade teacher and this, the second grade teacher that I interviewed is an elementary specialist. Um, the two of these individuals have different experiences in the classroom and are currently in two different educational settings. However, they are both currently at Seneca East Local School District and work in elementary school wing. The first teacher that I interviewed was Nikki Chafee, and she is currently a second grade teacher at Seneca East Local Schools. She's in her 19th year of teaching. Um, she has taught the subjects of ELA, math, science, and social studies, and she's K through three. I asked Nikki, how did she use grading in her classroom? She responded that she used formative assessments on a daily basis uh, to drive her instruction and check understanding. She also stated that she uses summative assessments at the end of each unit and chapter. We also discussed her grading system and what it looks like. She stated that letter grades are used in math, spelling, and ELA for the report cards. And then her grades are balanced across uh, participation, completion, test quizzes, homework, and just daily work. Science and social studies are a little different in her classroom because those grades are S and that's satisfactory and then N and U and N is needs improvement and then U is does not understand. She mentioned that all these grades reflect the student's basic understanding. I think Feldman would like the SNU grading system because it informs formative, it includes formative assessment and summative assessment and it looks like at the student's understanding of the knowledge of the content and then we had a discussion about our feelings about assigning grades um, to students and I thought that she made some good interesting comments that I agree with. She stated grades in lower elementary often do not reflect the student's actual ability. Um, within our classrooms we make modifications to be sure that all the students succeed. Some students may have a higher level reading than others due to a different um, some students need material read aloud and students on IEPs receive accommodations. I prefer grading by saying above, above grade level, grade level, and below grade level. I thought it was interesting because there are so many different types of learners in the classroom. And then it is very, it is really fair that they should all be graded on the same system. Is it really fair? Um, every student's education should look a little different. I followed up with her on her thoughts about grading fairness and asked if she believed that all assessments are fair. And Nikki said assessments that I create in my classroom, I would consider fair. State testing is a different story 
because state tests are made to surprise you and keep you guessing. I mean, and hope that students can recall the needed information on the testing day. And there's also, it was interesting because we have a discussed depth of knowledge, uh, questions and ensuring that students build critical thinking and higher thinking skills. However, state tests, like Nikki mentioned, ask students to recall information. I also like that she discussed that we can control what she on, what goes on in the classroom because as teachers, we cannot control state standardized testing. But we do have the ability to ensure that our students have grading and testing quality in our classrooms. I followed up with Nikki on that question and asked her how she makes sure that our tests are fair and unbiased. She stated that she uses variation of assessments, gathering student feedback, and keeping things fair. Another part of grading, she said, is communicating those grades and assessments with the parents. She communicates with her families frequently, she said, and sends all their work home in their Friday folders. I also asked Nikki how she used formative assessment and summative assessment that she gives it to the students. She discussed that she has a student that performs poorly. She'll go back and reteach the subject or the, whatever they did poorly on. The strategy that Nikki uses demonstrates that she, as Feldman would describe, grades to teach students, not control them. Then she'll either retest the student or make them do test corrections. Um, her class does have a grade level testing and reading in ELA. The district gives her student maps. I asked her what the maps are. She said it's a measure of academic progress. She explained that in computer tests, this is adaptive because if you do like, if you start answering all the questions correct, it will make it more difficult. But if you do poorly, it'll make your questions easier. Um, in her classroom, she uh, uses a mix of uh, self-made assessments on her own. And she uses a very variety of questions. She includes short answer, true and false, multiple choice, matching, and extended response. Then we discussed the importance of rubrics. She said uh, she uses them and said it's important to give a rubric at the beginning of the project because it sets expectations. The last question that I asked Nikki was, how do you assess your students? She stated that uh, she does summative assessments on a weekly basis. The interview with Nikki was very informative. Uh, she had a lot of experience with classroom assessments and teaching. She is active in the school system through, I mean, she's an advisor of many clubs and classes. She has a very good rapid report with the uh, students and is very successful in building relationships. Um, as Feldman said, no matter the qual qualifications or experiences of the teacher, successful learning depends on the successful student-teacher relationship. This is something that Nikki has mastered. She was my kindergarten teacher, and I still know that I could go to her, even in college, and ask for advice and guidance. And then my second interview, the second educator that I interviewed was Julia Kidwell. She worked at Bursiris Elementary and then is currently at Seneca Elementary. Julia is currently in her seventh year of teaching. Right now, she works in the second grade and third grade special education program. Um, the first question I asked her was, how are grades used in the classroom? And she stated, I use formative assessments and running records to monitor progress on IEP goals and objectives. Also, um, I go over missed problems with my students so they can understand the material, just like Nikki said she did. 
Um, we then discussed special education and IEPs because that is what I'd like to do is work in special education. She discussed that progress monitoring is very important to make sure the progress is being made on students' academic goals and their IEPs or individual education plans. The grading system that Julie uses in her uh, is the same as Nikki's uh, letter grading is used in math and spelling and ELA. On her report cards and science and social studies is SNU grading. This part is different. The part that is different is Julia needs to complete progress reports. She explained that they are part of the IEP pro, pro, progress monitoring pro, process and then are they are completed every nine weeks. She said that IEP goals and objectives are measured upon accuracy in a number of trials. A common goal I have for students is that to achieve a goal objective with an 80% accuracy in three-fourths of the trials. Um, she then has noted on progress reports how the student is doing on that goal and provided data. Like Nikki, I asked Julia her feelings, assigning grades to students. She grades don't reflect the student's true ability due to accommodation modifications given. A common accommodation I give my students would, uh, who are performing below grade level is to re be read to aloud. We then discuss fairness of testing, and she feels that testing is fair for students. Um, she discussed the classroom assessments are fair, but feels that district and state tests are extremely unfair because they are so difficult, even stressful for students. She noted that they are long, especially for elementary students. Um, they contain a lot of content and state and stated that wording of the questions found in state tests and district texts can be confusing for students. I then asked her what she did in her classroom to make sure her tests were fair and unbiased. She said I, she also uses a variety of assessments, um, which she carefully plans and makes sure her questions are clear and address the goal standard being targeted. Um, like we discussed in the class and make sure that our questions are relative to the learning targets because it makes sure that the content covered in the class is what is assessed. Um, communication is an important, especially when it comes to Julia's students. She has few, a few different ways that she communicates grading and progress with her parents. First, she has her progress reports that are sent home every nine weeks, but also she said that graded assessments with feedback are sent home. She also communicates with her parents through phone conversations or notes in her student planner. Um, reteaching is also very important. She noted that when a student performs poorly, she reteaches and allows for a student, a student to uh, retest or correct their answers, just like Nikki. Um, another similarity to the first interview is standardized testing that students take. Julia also has to take the NWEA MAPS test, which is a district test according to Julia. Her second grade students take the test in ELA MAPS, and her third grade students take the reading ELA and math maps. Her third graders also take a state test in reading ELA and math. She called those the state air test. Um, Julia creates her own test and uses already made assessments. I mean, she said she uses a uh, short answer, multiple choice, extended response, and true and false. She uses the rubrics. Uh, to grade the short answer and extended response questions when asked how often she assesses her students, she said daily. Julia's interview was very informative and she was able to explain the assessment and test 
perspective through a special education classroom. She has an extra piece that is the first interview did not have. That was progress reporting. Um, the interview was very helpful in learning about her role as a special education teacher. And then in conclusion, I'm, I got grading is the duty of every teacher, but there is a different, definitely a right and wrong way to go about it. Assessing students is important because we need to make sure that the students understand the material that is being taught in the classroom. Um, the teachers that I interviewed both use formative assessment to monitor students' learning. The teachers that I interviewed also use summative assessment to check for students' understanding of materials that were covered in units and chapters. They both practice <coughs> several strategies that Feldman would describe as mathematically accurate grading. They both allow for reteaching and retest. Um, they both use rubrics and follow the students in their grade levels or objective goals in the IEPs. They also practice feedback and communication with the parents. Um, in conclusion, testing um, and assessments of the students are not going away, but as classroom teachers, we need to make sure that the tests that we give are fair and that we do our best to help the students learn and understand the material that we teach them. We also have to make sure that we grade fairly and do not penalize students for things that go beyond their academic knowledge either.